well, you know, our jeans are basically uh, very cool, very selfish. We are bio-machine made by jeans. The jeans direct us to produce next generations. Fortunately, we human develop the brain. They refuse some of the orders from the genes. We want to create our own identity, our lives. And that's, I think, where the art comes from. Genes did not teach us to make art pieces. But we, as our own determination, Welcome to Collect Wisely, an ongoing series of podcasts in which we sit down with people who care deeply about art to discuss their passion for collecting. In this episode, we're speaking with Robert Sow. Bob is one of the world's leading collectors of Chinese art and antiquities. His collection ranges from Neolithic jades and porcelain to contemporary art. Bob sits on the board of trustees of San Francisco's Asian Art Museum Foundation and has an extraordinary collection in the heart of Taipei, which is where we're sitting talking about his connoisseurship and his history of collecting. Before we begin our interview, I'd like to share our vision for Collect Wisely. This is an initiative we've wanted to do for quite some time, in which we question the nature of collecting and connoisseurship in the 21st century, and through doing so, hope to inspire a new generation of collectors and individuals committed to making a vital and meaningful investment in our common cultural future. My name is Sean Kelly, and I have had a gallery in New York since 1991. Each Collect Wisely episode will bring you personal stories from the perspective of an individual collector, where we delve into their passion for collecting, what drives them and what inspires them. Welcome to Collect Wisely. Well, I, I don't know any collection is wise. <laughs> well, that's a good way to start the conversation. Well, actually, uh, 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 collecting is a kind of an addiction. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. for sure. Mm, right. But and we, we want to know where you contracted your addiction. <laughs> well, actually, I, 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 I started with the... Uh, uh, Buying some uh, ancient jade carvings, uh, uh, where I like to uh, send this as gift to my friends. Right. Yeah. But later, I, I, I after I, I, I bought the gift, also I uh, bought several three pieces for myself because I was uh, amazed by uh, how beautiful uh, they were. But very soon I started uh, reading and learning, then I find out that uh, the three pieces I bought was uh, simply fake. Oh, yeah. that's not good. No good. So, so then I, I went back to the uh, 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 antique store, and I, you know, I, I try to find some genuine thing so I can replace the fake ones. So I, I started starting all his, uh, you know, uh, collection in the shop. But at the end of the day, I found that uh, there was nothing genuine there. Wow. Yeah, even they have uh, uh, hundreds of, or uh, even was thousands. This, was this in Taipei? Or in Taipei, in Taipei. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I found out that uh, uh, why I determined it, they were fake, because I compared uh, uh, the, the pieces I got with the uh, 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 many museum pieces. Uh -huh. which is uh, well published. So I compared them and I found that the, the ones I got were simply copies. <clears throat> yeah. I think of everybody that we've talked to on Collect Wisely, you are probably the perfect person to talk to about the purest idea of connoisseurship. <laughs> because I think everything that you are known for as a collector um, has to do with your extraordinary eye and connoisseurship of objects. And you're, as I understand it, entirely self-taught. This is something you taught yourself. Yes, yes. So when, when was the first object, what, what date was the first object you bought? You mean when? 
Yes. Uh, that's, uh, let me see, uh, 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 mid of the 80s. Yeah. So in the middle of the 80s. Right. And you, you realized quite quickly that you had been sold a fake work. Right. How long did it take you to, to, to figure that out? I, I don't remember exactly how long. But uh, I, you know, after I, I made a comparison, you know, uh, uh, so, so I, because I was trained as an elect, elect, electrical engineer. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, you know, so, so we, we, we were, were used to, to compare patterns. Oh, that's so interesting. Right. So, so, and, and uh, uh, later I found that uh, uh, if you put uh, the fake and the genuine thing together, I can e immediately tell the difference. But then I, I check with some of my friends. They sometimes uh, they had the difficulties in doing so. Uh, so your business, your professional business, was you were in the electronics business. Right. And you have been for some time. Right. Um, and that's such an interesting comparison, because what you're saying is, is that when you looked at the surface, the patterns didn't look right to you. <clears throat> and in some way, that, that's a similar skill to when you were looking at semiconductor <clears throat> surfaces? or Well, well semiconductor, you know, let's talk about uh, uh, microchips. Okay. It was a lot of uh, yeah. detailed yeah. graphs. So, so you. So you were used to looking at detail. <clears throat> detail and uh, the difference. Mm. Uh, 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 where where uh, there's uh, we call it discrepancies. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and, and yeah, making comparison. I, I was for the the consulship or authentication. Uh, it's uh, nothing more than comparison. Yeah. It, how did you have the confidence to be able to make those judgments um, if you were effectively self-taught? Where does that confidence in your own eye come from? Well, I always say it's quite easy. If uh, you, you live with a, 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 a lot of people, and you can easily tell the guy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a pretty obvious comparison, but I think this is more sophisticated. No, no, that's very very true. Okay, uh, uh, the fake things, that, it's look dead, to me. The energy is wrong. Well, yeah, yeah, you you, well, you you can you can say that the uh, the genuine things, the uh, <coughs> the 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 people who created the genuine things put so much energy, so much skill, so much passion in it. Mm. So it's a, it's a, a very it's energy intensive. Yeah, it's tangible. <clears throat> yeah, like, like, a, like a something with a high temperature. You can feel, yeah. feel the, the warmth. The warmth coming up. Right. And, and dead body is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bob, do you think that that skill is applicable to any art form? Oh, I believe so, yes. yes. So you are particularly, I think, well known for your collection of bronzes, right. which are sort of votive objects. Um, they're ancient antiquities that had, a, that had a formal use. And at that time, they were being made by very, very skilled artisans. Yes. We live in an age where um, painting and sculpture, contemporary art, is not being made by artisans, it's being made by what we call artists. And there's a difference between those two, those two um, skill sets in a way. <clears throat> Do you think that the, the, the heat that you're talking about coming off an object, you can also apply that knowledge and it, uh, your instinct to looking at contemporary art? Well, con contemporary art, I, I, I can tell some arts are full of energy mm. and, and some probably they are not uh, fake uh, in itself per se but uh, uh, 
you can tell the the you know, the, the, the painter uh, seems did not have uh, that much of passion. Mm. You know, maybe too calculating. You know, maybe uh, too uh, market oriented. Yeah. <coughs> you know. Well, there was a difference because uh, when the artisans were making these objects, they were they were essentially commissioned. They were being paid for their work to make something very beautiful. <coughs> well, uh, well, sometimes they were threatened. Uh, <coughs> you know, pain uh, of death. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you, you did, did not come up with a good job, right? So you, you may, they may sentence. You, you can tell which ones were really under threat. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the this uh, in ancient times, those things is for ritual purposes. Mm. There's so much uh, uh, things behind it. To them, it's a, a matter of life and death. Yeah. So, so the the, the, the devotion, the passion. And the uh, the effort was uh, amazing. So, and they 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 have a kind of. I mean, would you describe them as having a very powerful spiritual intensity? Definitely, definitely. The 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 the, the prime time for the uh, bronze vessel is in Shang period. And Shang people are very uh, uh, superstitious. So, what sort of dates is that? Uh, that's a, uh, the late Shang is around the. Uh, 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 1000 BC. Wow. Yeah, that time, uh, about 3000 years ago. Mm. Yeah, they were very uh, suspicious. So, <clears throat> I know, I'm uh, superstitious. Yeah. So, so the, uh, the, uh, the, the brown vessel at that time is a tool for them to communicate with their ancestors. Mm. Which is very important because ancestors is a source for their power and for their life. Yeah. So these are objects which are very um, ornate. They're very detail orientated. Yeah. They have very uh, intricate surfaces. Yes. They are, in Western terms, quite baroque objects mm -hmm. to look at. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in most, in many people's minds, perhaps when they think about the the high points of of Chinese work, they would probably think about porcelain and simplicity. Um, you also collect in that area, yes. But you're probably better known for the for the bronze objects. Yeah. Um, what is it about those objects that is most fascinating to you? Well, the the bronze vessels uh, is a it represented the most advanced technology at that time in the world <coughs> because the, 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 the casting <coughs> and the extraction, <coughs> you know, there's a, not just a related technology, but actually it, it, it needs a huge industry mm. uh, behind it. Yeah. So these the, the the most important of these of these pieces was being made one thousand BC. Right. If we think about one of the high points of bronze, bronze casting elsewhere in the world, mm -hmm. it would be Benin sculpture from Africa. Um, how does that? How do those compare date wise? Do you know? I think uh, I think the Benin culture the high point was in the sort of twelfth century or something like that. Is that correct? Uh, I think no. The the, the actually uh, the bronze casting uh, first originated in uh, Mesopotamia. Mm -hmm. I, I think uh, uh, they, but technology is different. Uh, the Mesopotamian people they uh, they use the lost wax yeah. method, yeah. which is a, a, a very efficient actually, as mm -hmm. a matter of fact. In Chinese, they come up with the, the peace mode technology. Peace mode uh, uh, means you know you you make a you make a mold, uh, you made a core, and then you you know you 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 uh, cover the uh, core with the mud. Mm. Then when after dry, you uh, you pure it off into pieces. Right. Then you kind of uh, uh, make the core thinner, and then uh, uh, you know they, they put the uh, mold back 
and it fastens them. So, so it's like an early version of a plaster mold. Uh, I don't know exactly plaster mold. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same yeah, process. We, we call it piece mold. Yeah, which is a uh, production-wise, it's much more awkward. Mm. But aesthetically, as, uh, uh, talk about aesthetic, uh, uh, and then it's, it's, it's a make very impressive art piece. And were the objects being built? Because they're quite magnificent, they're quite substantial in size. So they w were they being cast as one thing, or were they being built from many different components? <clears throat> uh, are they cast from uh, bronze? Bronze is a, a, a alloy of a, a, you know a, copper, a, copper and, uh, lead yeah. and zinc. Yeah, yeah. That, that's basically what it is. Yeah. I love the fact that you're talking about the technology of these objects, which are three and a half thousand years old, uh, and or three thousand years old, mm. and your business was technology. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, is yeah. technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you've talked also about the surfaces and identifying details right. from, you know, feeling like you have an, an, an eye aesthetically that can identify um, the, the differences in the technology. I mean, do you, in your mind, do you feel that there's some sort of continuity throughout humankind of how we think about that kind of technology? <clears throat> well, I actually, uh, is this a it's quite interesting. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, <coughs> uh, <coughs> one and a half weeks from now, I'm going to deliver a speech. <coughs> they called the uh, <coughs> triangle relationship among uh, nature, uh, civilization, and the science technology. Uh -huh. <coughs> and this, this three thing actually is a, 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 a related in some way that uh, you know the, uh, the nature actually uh, is very cool to all the creatures on mm -hmm. earth. You know, you have to uh, fight against each other. And you have to be extremely uh, cruel, selfish to survive. And, and this is kind of like a, a very uh, cruel screening process. And so only the surviving genes can, can keep producing the same kind of uh, creatures. Well, that doesn't speak very well of us because we're the dominant <laughs> creature on the planet. And the, the cruelty... Uh, 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 was represented in numbers. You got 99.9% of the species uh, ever lived on Earth extincted, extinct. So, which is, uh, you know, the, the, the survival rate is uh, very low, yeah. very low. And, and so, uh, if you look at the, uh, 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 wildlife, you know, first of all, they're uh, extreme. Uh, uh, poor, they don't have uh, anything to, you know, so, uh, <clears throat> kind of, they have, uh, after the meal, they have to find the next meal. That's a, they, they cannot reserve anything uh, uh, between them. <clears throat> and then, so they have to be extremely cool and, uh, and very vigilant, you know, keep looking out for uh, danger or opportunity, you know, so, so it's a kind of a, a, that kind of life. So what civilization does? Civilization says, oh, this is not a way we, we want to uh, live our life. Yeah. <clears throat> no, we, we, we like to have a, a affluence, we like to have a kind, we like to have love. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> so we, 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 we need uh, uh, technology first. Technology means uh, the uh, know-how to build things or to solve problems. Uh, so, for instance, the, the first human who knew how to uh, uh, <coughs> make a fire was a, it's so significant. It's a power, yeah. uh, the, the, the fire, you know, <coughs> you know not just to give us light, uh, warm, also uh, can 
make us to fight against all the all kind of animals. Mm -hmm. So so uh, <clears throat> so technology actually make things uh, happen, so we can differentiate ourselves from animal lives. And then later on comes to science. Science makes technology even uh, uh, smarter. Uh, uh, you know, put technology in much uh, uh, larger uh, scale and speed of development. So that that's how. But uh, but nowadays, uh, technology may be too too uh, <coughs> uh, uh, destructive to the environment. But one could argue that the technology that made these objects yeah. that you are collecting yeah. was more advanced with regard to those objects and the technology that allows them then than it is now. Uh, with different, that time was, uh, uh, was uh, sh uh, you know, sharp. Mm. Yeah. Nowadays, I think uh, uh, technology uh, gradually... <coughs> Uh, some technology gradually become more and more popular, but still, the advanced nations, you know, the 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 those first uh, finished their uh, 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 industrialization, the the Western uh, Europe and uh, uh, North America, they still uh, have a, a lot of uh, advantage in upgrading technologies. Absolutely fascinating because the last thing I thought we would be discussing in looking at your extraordinary collection of antiquities was technology. So it's super interesting that your background is clearly in technology and you're interpreting these objects through that lens, uh, the technological lens. Um, do you mainly collect on your own? Do you have advisors? Do you buy from dealers? Or who, who, where do you find these objects? Because they must be very, very difficult to find. Uh, a dealer is important, of course. I'm so glad you said that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I also tell other collectors that uh, uh, a good dealer are collector friends. I, I seldom negotiate price with dealers. <coughs> really? Yeah, I, I was uh, kind We're going to make that the headline for this broadcast. Bob Sow says, don't negotiate the price with your dealer. He's worth it. Right. And, and, and uh, uh, by the way, if anything you, you can negotiate price on, it's not unique things, right? It must be uh, commercialized or must produce things. They'll think you negotiate on price. But uh, for art piece, everyone is unique if they are truly art. And how can you negotiate the price on the unique things? I love your philosophy. I think we should uh, spread this as widely as possible. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, there's always a but. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> you have first to make uh, your collector addicted to art. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very important. You know, the. <clears throat> Uh, addicted people normally uh, uh, do not have uh, the capacity to negotiate price. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any choice. <laughs> I love this. Um, speaking of which, uh, was there a tr was there a history in your family of of collecting? Were you were you brought up in a in a family of collectors? Well, my my, my father was a. a, a uh, teacher in history. Ah. He, he, he taught in uh, high school. Okay. And he uh, liked to collect uh, coins, uh, uh, treasure bills, and stamps. Okay. Yeah. So, so. I've spoken to a number of collectors here in Taiwan and they've all talked about stamps. Was that a very traditional place to start collecting? <clears throat> I think, you know, they, they, they have a very limited number of things to collect. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> so, so stamp is a very popular 
uh, collection item. Right. In because stamps almost seem to assume the quality of, let's say, for instance, if you talked to a collector in the West, a very traditional arc for a contemporary art collector would be that it would start with prints and then maybe start buying a few more unique things. And, and it seems like stamps are very much the equivalent for a print to us. Yeah, you can tell that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can say that. Stamps are fascinating. I, I, I was also uh, you know, very intrigued yeah. by stamps when I was a child. Well, because I think, I mean, I, I, I was too, actually. I love stamps, uh, especially growing up in Britain, because at that time, uh, when I was growing up, it's sort of post-colonial period, but there was still that sense of these objects which came from all over the world and came from exotic places and bore the traces of this exoticism uh, and, and found their way to you. Um, and they brought another world into your space. Very much so. Yeah. I, I, I remember uh, I, as a kid I saw some triangle uh, yeah. stem with beautiful birds and animals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so fascinating. Yeah, I remember yeah. there were, there, I think it was from Burma at that point, but they had triangular stamps when I was a kid and they were so beautiful. So beautiful, yeah. And so atypical from any stamp I'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and often, of course, they, deplict, they, they depicted things like the flora and fauna of the island. So it was also mm -hmm. a way of learning exactly. about a different culture. Yeah. No. So your father was, he was a modest collector, but he was somebody who was very cultured, taught history, and I think he taught literature, yes? Well, he kind of influenced me. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't talk me to collect anything, but... Uh, but uh, so I, I always am fascinated in talking to collectors who are functioning at such a high level, of asking them, where do you think this gene comes from? Where does this addiction, this imperative come from? Oh, well, you know, our genes <coughs> are basically uh, very cruel, very s selfish. Well, I would say that we, we are a uh, bio-machine <coughs> and made by genes. The gene made the uh, creatures not for ourselves, but for, their, for <coughs> uh, themselves. They want, want us to keep our genes when, uh, when we are alive, and the genes uh, uh, direct us to produce uh, uh, next generations. So keep the gene, uh, you know, uh, uh, <coughs> uh, surviving in the long run. That, that's that's uh, so. We are bio bio machines, but unfortunately, uh, we human because develop the brain, they kind of uh, uh, refuse <coughs> uh, the. Some of the orders from the genes, we want to create our own identity, our lives, and that's I think where the the art <coughs> uh, comes from. Genes did not teach us to make art pieces, but we, as our own determination, to to make some pieces. So, you've talked about the collection in terms of of aesthetics, but you've talked about the collection in terms of technology, which is, to me, really, really interesting. Now we're on to um, sort of natural selection and genetic engineering. We're straying into Darwinism here. Um, but I want to ask you, do you, do you see, I mean, when you, when you leave this room that's got so many beautiful things in it at night and you turn off the light, is there a moment just out of the corner of your eye where you see these objects um, in a sort of uh, a hieratic way or a, ge a genealogical way as being like, uh, you know, objects that are retrieved from a sort of historical excavation culturally that are stacked on top of each other? Well, I, I, I'm not an organizer, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so, but, but I, I think uh, every uh, a piece of a, uh, things I, I, I collect has a life in it. <coughs> the the uh, the guy who created the art piece may be dead long time ago, but the art that they created is, <coughs> is alive. <coughs> you know, they retain the energy, 
passion, mm. believes, uh, skill of the author. Uh, uh, it, it seems as that's that's the way I look at. So. And you talked earlier on about the heat of the object. Um, you're in the fortunate position, of course, of being able to open these cabinets and take the object out and handle them. When you do that, do you get a visceral thrill from the objects? Uh, I feel connected uh, uh, with the past. I think that that's a that's a uh, 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 yeah. I, I I I you know. Uh, somehow you, you feel yeah. uh, you connect with the past lives, and that kind of feeling is uh, quite uh, amazing. Uh, and also that uh, tells uh, uh, some people say hey, the fakes looks uh, just the same as a genuine one. Why not just uh, buy uh, 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 the much cheaper fake? It looks the same. <laughs> I say yeah, but uh, one's alive, one's dead. But you know. Yeah, yeah. They, they, the dead people officially. Uh, 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 on the surface, uh, looks exactly the same as uh, uh, people alive. <laughs> they are different. <laughs> one, one, of the, one of the major points of this collection uh, of, of podcasts, and the, I think the thing that people are really enjoying and responding to the most, is that we don't talk about value. We don't talk about how much something's worth or how much somebody paid for something. We're really talking about connoisseurship. Um, and There's no price for life. Yeah. yeah, and connoisseurship is is really about educating your eye, and and you know I think that you are uh, as much as anybody I've talked to somebody who clearly has really educated their eye, and you're saying that you've done that purely by looking and reading and thinking and comparing. Comparing, yes. Comparing is key. So, are your fakes very important to you? Because you do you do own some fakes. And I don't own them, but uh, I I well, so some are the gifts uh, provided by the dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Show me how you know to how help you educate yourself. Right? How 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 good they were and how honesty honest they were. Right. You're very generous in your view of dealers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my dealers. Yeah, I love my dealers. That's and, good. We and, like that. Yeah, without them or without auction houses, we nobody can come up with any collection. But you do have some fakes that you keep around. I, um, I just uh, or, or, that, that's like a, a teaching tool. Exactly, almost like cautionary tales. <laughs> you, you, keep, you keep them around to remind you to look well. Well, I, I also uh, use as uh, uh, communicate with the people. It's a lot of fun to. Tell uh, uh, what's a genuine, what's a fake. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. lot of fun. One of the other things that I think you are singular in is that you also are very involved in the restoration of the objects. <clears throat> uh, yes, I have a, I have a, a restorer, a technician. But you do a lot of it yourself. <clears throat> uh, I, if I have a time, I, I, I try to uh, figure out how to do this. Uh, right. <clears throat> Uh, a cleaning. You know? you're, you're not sitting. You're not sitting at home watching reruns of, of sitcoms or The Sopranos. You're actually you're actually looking down a microscope, looking at the objects and working on restoring them. Uh, um, well, it's, 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 it would be be uh, uh, <clears throat> very uh, shocking for people who love uh, antiquities for a collector to do the restoration. <laughs> restoration is supposed to be highly specialized. Uh, and you don't, you, you're not highly specialized? Well, well I, I, my technician is <laughs> highly specialized. But sometimes I, 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 I play the, the game, you know, you, you, you need some, uh, you only need some dentist tool. So you're his assistant? Uh, yes, in a way, yes. yes. <laughs> And you're, are you still are you still able to be at, very active as a collector with this kind of very very rare material? Well, you know the, the uh, keep collecting. Uh, the collecting has one uh, big problem: it just costs a lot of money. Mm. <laughs> so, and you cannot uh, uh, collect uh, indefinitely. Yeah. So, so uh, sometimes uh, 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 two years ago, I, I saw some 
<coughs> porcelains. Mm. I made some uh, record uh, uh, sales. And I, I do know that, and I was going to be very elegant and not mention it. But as you <laughs> mentioned, we're allowed to no, discuss it. We, we don't name the figure, but uh, sometimes uh, it's also enjoyable. Yes, to it, I will <coughs> mention it was not insignificant. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sometimes I feel uh, a person actually is very fragile. Yeah. You, know, is you, you basically you don't display it, especially in the on Taiwan, it's a, you know, a lot of earthquakes. Mm. So you, you put it in a box. But you feel sorry for that, you know. It keeps very fine, uh, uh, popular uh, porcelain always uh, in the darkness of the box. Mm. So I say that sometimes I... You have to liberate it. Yeah, I liberate it. And, and then uh, <clears throat> in year 2008, there was a big earthquake in Sichuan, mm -hmm. China. Then I decided to uh, elaborate one important piece, the most expensive porcelain, and donate money to, <coughs> yeah, to, 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 to the victims. <coughs> so, uh, and I think that's uh, making me happy. Yeah, that's an important thing to do. Yeah. Is, there, is there, in this world, is there a hierarchy of um, sort of... Uh, how people regard the material. I mean, is porcelain the top and bronze is a second? Or how, what's the hierarchy in terms of the historical collecting of Chinese antiquities? Well, in, uh, in early days, say, uh, early 20th century or late 19th century, for Chinese, uh, bronze vessels are high, high, high above in the rank. So they're number one? They're number one. Yeah. Yeah, the far, far advanced uh, than any other items. <coughs> yeah, uh, but nowadays I think uh, 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 bronze vessels, uh, because uh, 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 the collectors lack the uh, knowledge, you know, they they uh, they were afraid to be, you know, tricked by the uh, fakes. Yeah. So, so not so uh, many people collecting. But porcelain, uh, because it's already very well uh, kept uh, provenance, mm. so it's, uh, uh, people feel more relaxed in collecting porcelain. That's a very interesting question. You've, you've mentioned fakes a, a few times. Many times, yes. Um, and um, I was trying to be delicate. <laughs> <laughs> mentioned fakes a number of times and I want to ask you are the fakes contemporary or were these kinds of objects being faked at the time they were being made oh no 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 there's a, uh, the, the, the the faking faking things is uh, quite recent it's very recent recent yeah. uh, probably in uh, starting in late uh, 19th century or early 20th uh -huh. century and and on, right. you know. because faking yeah. only really occurs when there's value there right. to accrue by faking it. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and and, and uh, you know, people try to make a uh, quick money. Yeah. And, and I, I watch one uh, interesting movie, and realize that oh, all your paintings in the West also a lot of people. Try to trying to fake it. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, Bob, we're sitting probably about a mile away from one of the most important collections in the world at the Imperial Collection uh, right, here right, in, ta yeah. in Taipei. Yeah. Um, and yet, somehow, in this vault of of wonders that you've assembled. Um, it feels to me that this private collection is on a par with anything that I could see. Well, they call me this uh, a small scale uh, uh, palace museum. Yeah, here. but it's but, much but more. That's too too much exaggeration. It, but it's much more fun because we're, we're, we're you are allowed to open the cases and take the objects out. <laughs> yeah. We're not, but maybe you'll ask us if we can take one thing out and have a look at it. But um, how how is it possible to do that in in the contemporary period? <clears throat> Because I, I, my dealer uh, thought I'm kind of fool, you know, they can charge me any 
what <laughs> they want. And you were being so nice to the dealers. <laughs> so, well, uh, I think, you know, uh, 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 if you're generous enough, you, you, you love a thing more than your money, and uh, things will come flow to you, flow to you. Yeah. Well, if you're lucky, and I would say you're lucky, then you can get more money, but you can't get these objects again. Uh, that's uh, always uh, what I thought. Of. Yeah, I, but uh, but uh, I, my wife says sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that introduces a good question: Is your wife as involved with the collection as you are? Yeah, he he he. Uh, she she uh, she uh, uh, keeps good record on this. She keeps an eye on it. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, uh, recording this. Right. And, uh, do the documentation because uh, I, I, I'm too addicted to <laughs> <laughs> things that sometimes does, I'm not uh, very does, organized. Does she have the power of veto if you're going out shopping? Uh, of course, of course, of course. Is that a diplomatic reply or is that the truth? Uh, well, but, but, uh, but uh, she uh, seldom objects. Oh, okay. Uh, because uh, uh, in the beginning, uh, she... Uh, uh, was uh, kind of uh, doubtful about uh, my wisdom of uh, buying those things. And then I led her to uh, sell some paintings through auctions. And uh, Then she was convinced of the wisdom. <laughs> 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 That's great. Yeah. Um, if you were able to turn the telescope of time around and meet yourself as a young uh, collector starting out um, with the knowledge that you have now, what would be the best advice that you would give to your younger self? <clears throat> uh, probably you collect uh, something uh, <clears throat> uh, which uh, can sell more easily. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just just like you buy stock, liquidity is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe that answer. <laughs> I, I, I do not believe that answer for a second. <laughs> okay, okay. Because there is no way, there is absolutely no way that you would liquidate this collection. <laughs> well, well, uh, yeah. It's actually quite. A, if you after you, you know, uh, uh, start build up your connection with the collection, you become um, emotionally, emotionally, uh, 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 you know, associated with it. Yeah. So it's, 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 you know, seldom it's like a sell one of your kids, you know. Yeah. Here comes the kid metaphor again. <laughs> Every collector uses the kid metaphor. <laughs> I ask a question, they go, I can't choose between my children. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's my answer. Okay, so <laughs> now you, you've brought the kid metaphor up, okay. which is one of our standard things on Collect Wisely. The kid metaphor always comes up. Well, but maybe, so maybe. I'm going to ask you to break the rule here. Okay. And we're sitting in a room with probably... Uh, Maybe 80 or 100 exquisite objects. Okay. So you're now on the spot. You have to break the kid metaphor. Which of your children is your favorite? <clears throat> really, this is really a tough question. I know, that's why it's I asked it. I, that's why I, I asked it. <clears throat> and I'm not going to let you off the hook. You have to answer it. <clears throat> very difficult. Very difficult. <laughs> really. For instance, this, this, uh, this uh, is my first uh, bronze collection. Really? <clears throat> Yeah. Before that, I did not know anything about the bronze. So, can you describe what what you're showing us? Uh, and the the dealer who I started with a J collection. Yeah. Then then one day uh, right. the, the the dealer who sold J carvings showed me this piece. Say, you want to take a look at this? So he he let me. Uh, uh, to bring this back to my hotel, and I put that uh, <clears throat> on my bedside, watching it. My face is talking to me. <laughs> you know? So it's a small, a smallish bronze um, sculpture, 
of a dog. This is actually a, a leopard, I think. A leopard, and he's very animated. He's a very beautiful, stylized, animated. Yeah. So, so, so I said, you know, I feel connected. So, uh, bought it. Now, did you take him home, or he took you home? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I took this home, and uh, and uh, uh, quite interestingly. Then I start, uh, uh, started reading a lot of books about yeah. uh, bronze vessels. And one book told me that, uh, be careful. The, 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 the bronze is so easy to copy. Oh, so so, so, so yeah. you, you got to be very careful. So I <clears throat> kind of a betrayal. I, 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 I doubt the uh, genesis of this. But he's real. <clears throat> yeah, I, I doubt it. Uh -huh. So then uh, <coughs> a, a, a dealer came and said, uh, uh, if you have a question, you better not to keep it. And uh, 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 let me buy it. So he bought it. Then uh, after a while, I saw this one displayed at the Hongxi Foundation Museum. Oh. And bought by James Spencer. <laughs> So I asked James Spencer, so James Jenner, he said, of course, it's so wonderful thing. <laughs> you know, such an any, animal, you, you, you can hardly find a, the Mass National Palace Museum. It's such a, a wonderful piece. Then I, I kind of, you know, feel so sorry. You know, How did you get him back? It, oh, it took me five years. But what did you do? You went into the museum and stole him, or how did you get him back? <laughs> no, I, 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 I was a very good friend to uh, uh, the owner Chang Foundation, very right. good friend. And I, I said, hey. I have you. a sad story to I tell have, you. I, you. You you have? I mean, no, no, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said that I miss it so much. You know, I, I, I committed a crime. <laughs> I, I, you know, I betrayed them. <laughs> My, 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 my tiger, so I, could I... I need him back. Yeah, I need him back. I, I, I cannot sleep. And uh, he said, you have to ask uh, uh, James Spencer. And he will tell you definitely no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, unfortunately, uh, Chan Foundation ran into some financial problems in the uh, year 2000. So need uh, you didn't cause those financial problems. No, 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 just no, no, to get no, 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 no. They, actually, they were a very successful uh, real estate developer, but uh, you know, it, uh, and then they they ran into some uh, a very slow market mm -hmm. in the uh, later half of nineties. So gradually, gradually, they 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 also very aggressively developed new big projects. In running to trouble, so so need some uh, uh, financial reliefs. So that time, say about my tiger. I, I suspect you had to pay more to get your tiger back than you uh, sold it for. Fortunately, not so much because really? because I I, I bought uh, 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 quite a few uh, porcelains from from Foundation. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you 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 package some work together. Yeah. And the and, and, and uh, they 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 asked the uh, Sotheby's auction to uh, 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 do the appreciation of the. Uh, yeah. And of course, this price is much higher than their acquisition price. And then, but I I I uh, I gave them uh, uh, more than. 10% more, I said, uh, 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 maybe I should give you more because I, in my mind, this uh, is my mistake. I need my tiger back. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I just think I don't want to take advantage this of This guy's worth 10% more. <laughs> no, no, all the, the, the porcelain. <laughs> and this guy, I, I don't remember, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I got it back. So, so he's, the, he's the one that started the entire thing. Yes. Oh, yes, that's yes. great. What a yes. wonderful story. So, 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 so I, I then realized that uh, I cannot make it that you same, to, you same to, kind of mistake. Yeah, you have to stop to, making to, those kind to, of mistakes. To, I have to loyal be, to my be collection. Be more careful. Yeah, 
loyal to my kids. <laughs> so, don't betray them. You know. Bob, you've been very generous with your time, but I have one last question for you. Oh, hope it's um, not difficult. It's going to be. It's not going to be as difficult as which which charge you pick. <laughs> But it's it's a, it's a question we ask everybody on on collect wisely, and it's it's such a fun question. We can't we can't leave you without asking okay. you this question. If you could pick any object or any painting throughout the history of art, it could be from any collection. It could be a permanent work. It could be you know a fresco. It could be anything from any, any period, and we were going to put you forever in a room for eternity with one thing that you had to sustain yourself aesthetically with for the rest of eternity, what would that, and it could be something you own, or it could be something which you design that you'll never probably be able to have, what would that object be? Ooh. <laughs> Can I have a 10? <laughs> yes, you absolutely get. And nobody's ever asked me for 10, but you can have 10. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, there's a, so many things are fascinating. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Picasso painting. Really? <clears throat> uh, Paul Klee. Right. I, I love uh, both uh, works very much. Fantastic. Yeah. And then, uh, <clears throat> oh, I don't know, oh, sculpture from uh, Michelangelo. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. And, and some uh, Egyptian <clears throat> sculpture. You know, uh, some from uh, uh, Tutankhamun uh, uh, you know, tomb. Yeah. Yeah. Some of just fascinating. Fantastic. Fantastic. So many collections. You, 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 your your is not fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't mean to leave you on an unfair note, <laughs> but I uh, I want to say it's been such an incredible joy and pleasure to spend time with you, talking to you about You're collecting welcome. and welcome. connoisseurship. Thank you so much for doing this. And I think people will be absolutely fascinated by your story and your journey as a collector. Hope thank so. You. I, I, I have also a very good time. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you so much thank for you. doing this. Thank it was you. a real pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Collect Wisely can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, and Google Play. You can also find our episodes on our YouTube page. Just search Sean Kelly Gallery. Please be sure to subscribe to get the freshest episodes when they release. And if you really like the show, please give us a review or drop a comment. Or you can email us at info at sky.com. You can also follow the Sean Kelly Gallery at Sean Kelly NY on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Cheers! Thank you.